Good afternoon, this is Megan Mack with Prospect Blue here with Gemma Brooks, COO of Blue Ocean Brain. And Gemma, we're here to hear your story. Um, we'd love to hear a little bit about how you started and you know where you are and where you're going. Um, just tell us your story. Wonderful, very thankful to be here. Um, so I'm Gemma Brooks, I am the COO of Blue Ocean Brain. Uh, prior to Blue Ocean Brain, I used to work at Ernst & Young and Deloitte in a healthcare um, consulting space. And during that time period, I met my two current business partners. So we are a female founded company, Blue Ocean Brain that is. Um, and we built a service line within Deloitte very quickly. And we had probably about 500 people overseas that were working for us and 100 people in the US. And it was the three of us as well as a partner at Deloitte that found this new concept. And while we were growing that team, we realized that there was a need in the market in terms of training. And that need was um, more or less making people be more mindful and think bigger and brighter and better for themselves. And so when the service line quickly was... Um, ceased because um, what we were doing, we were working with Medicare and Medicaid funding and there were changes in laws. We realized we needed to do something. We got the entrepreneurial bug. We decided to leave the um, Deloitte and start our own business. And that's when we came up with the concept of Blue Ocean Brain and we created a product that was focused really on brain health at the time. So we wanted to like I said, make people think bigger and better and brighter. And what can we do to make them do that? Um, we created micro learning. So Blue Ocean Brain is a micro learning training application. So it's online and we have an app. And we focused initially on the mindfulness component. We figured most organizations had physical wellness under control, but really not the brain health component. And so we focused in on that. Um, we have pivoted many, 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 many times. Um, we incorporated in 2010. We had our first client in 2012. Um, and we are now more focused on soft skill development as well as diversity and inclusion. Um, still with mindfulness in, in mind, uh, we again want to make people think better, think brighter, and help organizations. So we do sell into organizations who then offer Blue Ocean Brain to their employees as a benefit of sorts and as a learning and training um, platform where they can teach different things. Um, diversity and inclusion over the past year has been a big focus for many organizations. So it's been interesting to see our Blue Ocean Brain pivot, but really always meet the needs of what's happening. Mindfulness is also important right now given COVID and challenges. Um, but we are able to deliver that product in a micro learning, short 10 minute learning segment fashion and um, pivot as there are needs in the space for businesses. Well, COVID obviously has affected us all over the past, I mean, is it 18 plus months now? It's and, crazy. You know, I think we've all had to do our own version of changing and, and meeting the needs of our clients and, you know, uh, you know, personally as well. What was the biggest thing you learned during COVID about your clients and, and how did you change your strategy um, in order to help your clients adapt to what is the COVID world now? 
That's a very interesting question. Um, because we are an online training application, um, we had many clients that had very urgent needs right when COVID hit. Um, it is ranged from a variety of different topics. Many clients used to have on on-site, in-person trainings. And with COVID, they had to quickly change. They had to quickly have trainings that they can offer their employees virtually. Um, a lot of our content initially that we were producing for clients was related to virtual learning, virtual training. How do you make sure that you are still engaging? You still have the communication skills to be able to work from home and not necessarily sit in a meeting and have an in-person meeting with someone. So we've really seen um, the, the content that our clients have wanted much more tailored to what the individuals themselves need at the time. So in the past, it was more the organization had a larger philosophy of you're in an office, you're coming to the office, we have meetings. Now it's more focused on the it was more focused on the individual because every individual had different trials and tribulations from moving to an at-home work environment. Um, mindfulness, as I mentioned before, has been also key in some of the deliveries, emotional intelligence. Um, it's so COVID has just been, it's, it has been a very, um, trying time for everybody, but I also think we're helping organizations help people be more productive and help their organizations be more productive as well. That's so interesting. And just how the organizations have changed and come to you and say, we need, we need help. And how do we help our people outside of kind of the, the business side of things? How were they coming to you for the emotional support piece that a lot of, you know, everyone went from either all in the office to remote in what seemed like a blink of an eye. So some people were embraced it and other people really struggled because, I mean, I'm one of those people who loves interaction face-to-face -face and, and, you know, to stop that, it was challenging. So did you have tools that you had to create? Um, I think I saw a couple online um, courses that you offered just in the line of mindfulness, but maybe that emotional piece, how, how did you kind of meet that need? We do. So we have a variety of different topics that we um, like to present and we produce brand new content on a daily basis. And so when we hear, just like you said, there are those emotional needs. So mindfulness is a critical topic. We do have, um, we've created exercises within our own product that is more um, sit back, take two minutes. You need to focus and just have a basic brain exercise to do something that's really going to pe allow people to be more centered. Um, we have right now, it's also a challenge going back to the office. So now it's hybrid. Everybody's talking about what's the hybrid work style. So now we're producing content focused on, okay, the hybrid work environment. So what I think with Bluish and Brain, we've been fortunate that we have great writers that are able to really tailor the needs um, towards the different topics that really become re um, relevant during the time. I think the brain, the brain science intrigues me. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Maybe start with what telling folks what we would never know about the brain, something simple that you were kind of scratched your head and thought, huh, I never would even think that. And then maybe give us a little one-on-one -on, -one on brain science. So one of the interesting things when we started, <clears throat> um, before we actually came out with Blue Ocean Brain, we had another business. Um, it was the it was called thecraftadventure.com. So when we were leaving um, Deloitte, that was the name of 
the product that we developed. The smartest business decision we probably ever made was we never brought that to market. But what we had created with that product was brain challenges. And while we were developing Blue Ocean Brain, we realized that, and we knew that women were diagnosed with Alzheimer's much more frequently than men. And so we wanted to try to go to a business to consumer product. So we created something called Daisy Brains. And it was focused just solely on brain health. We were actually featured um, out on the Hallmark Channel. They had a morning today sh morning talk show. And my business partner, the CEO, Claire Herring, actually went out to California and was on that talking about the importance of brain health for women. And that probably struck a nerve for, for me just because I am a woman. Mm -hmm. And I was not, I did not know before going, building this business that women were being diagnosed with um, a higher rate of having Alzheimer's. Um, we pivoted once we determined that we didn't want to go into really the consumer space and really focus our efforts in the business to business space. But during that time, um, Claire Herring, who is a neuropsychologist, had the background on a lot of the importance of brain health and how it's important to be doing different things to keep your mind stimulated. Um, and that's what we've tried to do with Blue Ocean Brain as well, with just making sure we also incorporate brain challenges and make sure that we have content that's relevant, but bring the employees to Blue Ocean Brain because they might like the mindfulness exercises or they might like math challenges that we have or it, just working different muscles in the brain to keep your brain active is important. I mean, you're talking about the brain and there's, it's such, I mean, we could probably talk for days on end about the brain and the function and the science behind it all. Are there anything, any, is there anything similar out there to what you're doing? Um, and, or are you kind of the pioneers in this? It's interesting that you asked that. So, um, when we were more in the business or the consumer to consumer space, uh, there was a product called Lumosity. Um, and we were not, they were very focused on just pushing brain games or making you better. We didn't necessarily always believe that that was 100% what would keep the brain sharp. Uh, we did think that was one component. In the business to business space, we're very focused on learning. That's our main initiative. But having these components that help with the brain also bring in what we strive to start out with, keeping that brain functioning well, making people better, making businesses better by having the different brain challenges that we offer. And so I think on the business side, we compete more with the learning um, providers that are offering training to organizations versus really anything in the, the brain space. Um, that's just a little supplemental thing that we do now, but we still want to keep it in our product. Right, right. So tell me about the dynamic between you and your business partners. You know, obviously, we've kind of found out how it starts. I mean, it's just, I always find it such an interesting story about, you know, I always feel like you build a team and what you are, I don't want to say lacking, but you know, what you are kind of challenged on, you kind of fill those gaps. So I'd love to hear about the three of you and how you work together. Yes. So we've worked, golly, probably more than now 15 years together, uh, maybe 17 years together. Um, we've been incorporated for, this will be our 11th year next week, which is exciting. Congratulations. Um, That's amazing. Thank yeah. you. Um, and, but prior to that, we worked at Ernst & Young 
for at least five years together and then at Deloitte for a few years together. Um, one of the things I actually am not from Richmond, Virginia, I'm from Indianapolis. Um, and I, in the consulting space that we worked on, I traveled to Richmond and trained, um, Claire Herring's team here in Richmond. And we realized that we, like you just said, I have strengths. She has strengths. We fill each other's weaknesses with those strengths and weaknesses. Um, and then we met our colleague, Laura. My colleague, Laura, who is the chief revenue officer at Bullish and Brain, and when we were developing the service line within Deloitte, I'm very operational. I love operations. Um, Claire is very, uh, has high visions, more CEO type level, and Laura's really big into the sales component, and that's what we were doing at Deloitte, and we realized we worked great as a team, um, and so once we got that entrepreneurial bug, we were just ready to continue continue with it, and we knew each other's strengths and weaknesses, and we really complement them well. I think it might be hard if there were just two of us. The three-prong um, approach has really worked well. What about women in leadership You know, now in business specifically? Any challenges? Um, that you face, obviously, but what what is what have been your success of just what do you think is the difference? Because you know you hear so many stories about, you know, hitting that ceiling or or but now you don't have a ceiling. I mean, you're kind of, I mean, you've got the blue sky out right. there for you. So what I'd love to hear just like what what the perception is, you know, as we all see as th- these three women slaying dragons, um, which I love. I think it's just such a cool story. <laughs> you know, and I've always had very. I guess the way I was raised, I've always had really high aspirations and I never have thought I can't do something. Um, and so I, I, my mother would always say, Gemma, you may not be the smartest. You're smart. You may not be the smartest, but you do really have persistence and perseverance. Um, and I think that being a woman and personally having persistence and perseverance has really gotten me personally to the level of success that I've gotten to. Um, similarly with my business partners, we could have stopped doing what we were doing, especially creating a business. There were some very difficult times at the beginning and really think of all the pivots I've talked about and just really meet finding how we're going to meet the mark. Um, being a woman in business, I've always felt respected. I am not, not felt respected. So I'm very fortunate because I know that's not always the case. Um, but if I, if I ever have a goal, I know I'm going to achieve that goal or I know I'm going to pivot that goal, but I'm really going to continue to try to do it. So I think that has given me the confidence to be able to say, you know what? There is no glass ceiling. I can do what I want to do and I'm going to do it. Don't quit. Don't quit. You know, I think we all fall down. I think there's a book, um, I think that's called something like the value of a skin knee. And it talks about, you know, it's good for kids to fall and scrape their knee and get back up again. But I think that translates into everyday life. I mean, failure is the best medicine. I think I, I welcome failure because you learn from it and then you learn how to, as you would say, pivot and go in the other direction, but you learned don't do that again. Or, you know, but you can also help people through your failures as well. Exactly. Like we have, like with the times we've pivoted, Mm -hmm. we have learned so much and we never gave up and we just continued, um, with others who gave us confidence. Come on, you can do this. You've got this. You, we've got great name clients. Just keep it up. Um, we've been able to continue to succeed and we know we're, we're growing 
which is phenomenal, especially during COVID, we doubled in size. And that's great to say as an organization. Um, and it's interesting when we get the women comment, like, personally, I don't even differentiate mm -hmm. myself from a male. Mm -hmm. um, and the leadership style. I know we are much different in leadership styles and maybe a little bit to the detriment, but it's more like family. Everybody calls Bob family and that's Blue Ocean Brain for short. So it's like the Bob family. So I find that being a woman has allowed us to have a really neat culture as well. And that's rare, I think, these days. I mean, with the growth that you've experienced, sometimes you lose that culture. And it sound, I mean, to me, it sounds like you guys are just nurturing that. I think your culture is kind of through the bad times is what keeps you together as the three of you, but also your family right. as well. Right. And it's hard, I will say. It is hard with a lot of people working remotely who weren't with us before COVID. They didn't exactly know what the culture was. And doubling in size and keeping the culture, but letting the culture morph as well. So making sure we're hiring great people. And if you hire great people, that will also continue to build that culture. And the trust factor. You know, I think a lot of what we've heard is with the remote piece is people need people in the office because what if they're not working? And I always tell folks, you know, I, I trust you until you give me a reason not to. So you're an adult, I'm an adult, do your job. And that served us pretty well, I think, mm -hmm. for, for the most part. But, you know, and I think you learn pretty quickly if you give someone a remote opportunity and they're not working. I mean, we all. It's not going yeah, to no, probably it's work. Not, no. It's not at all. <laughs> no. Um, tell me about Blue Ocean Brain. Like, how did that name come about? I mean, I get the blue and I mean, but I want to know how it, how you came to that. So there's a book called Blue Ocean Strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, have you ever heard of that? Mm -mm, I have not. Who's uh, that by? Um remember? It's I okay. do not remember. We'll circle I back. Know. Everyone I Google know. it. <laughs> yes. Um, but the the premise of it is there are there is so much competition out there and there are shark infested waters. But there is also a big blue ocean. And there is an opportunity, if you can find it, to do something and to make blue ocean brain per se. So what we realized was, yes, there's shark infested waters. We can keep doing what we were doing and consulting. We could, or can we think bigger, better, brighter and create something brand new? And so there we have it. Blue ocean brain. Um, I love that. I love that. And, and we're only a little tiny pebble in an ocean right now and we're just starting to grow. So but that's the best part, you know, but look at the beach, you know, there's time, there's look at how many little pebbles created the beautiful beach. So I think that says a lot for your story as well. And I always think the ocean always brings me such peace and joy. And tell me what, what brings you joy? You know, well, I will say the ocean as right. well. I do love <laughs> to hear the sound of the waves. Um, I would say that I'm very um, a giving person and I do like to, always have a smile on my mm -hmm. face um, and just being there for others and helping others, um, volunteering when I have the opportunity. Um, I also am um, a person who very, very family oriented and I don't live close to my family, but um, my, we zoom every Sunday and I want to make sure that every Sunday that I will be on that zoom call watching my little niece grow up over COVID on, um, on zoom and when the first time that she's ever, she was two at this time, just starting to talk one and a half, two. And I, she, I taped it because she said my name for the first time. And when she said, Gemma, Aunt Gemma, 
I that just gave me so much joy. Um, so children, children, they always, I love children. Yes. Oh my goodness. Children bring me joy. They yep. keep you rolling and you know, they make it so things really simple, um, which is what we all really need right now is, is just simplicity. I mean, I know it's loud and crazy in work and outside and, you know, socially and what have you. But I feel like when I'm with my kids, they really, they bring it, they keep you real, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all that other noise that I guess we're supposed to worry about. You kind of find that it's, really not there. It's kind of self-imposed. So I find that you, to your point, children are the ones who, who kind of set us straight versus, yeah. versus us. You know, we think we know it all as adults and, you know, they say out of the mouth of babes and can't even tell you how many times my kids have really brought me back to what's important, Centered, yeah. which is, you know, what we all need. Right. Well, I, I mean, I, it's just, it's wonderful. And I'm so excited for the success that you all have seen. And I love what you're doing. And, and I know you've had a lot of challenges and changes and pivots and ditches and whatever else you want to talk about, you know, that you saw, but, um, it's exciting to see where you, where you've been, where you are. And I can't wait to watch where you're going. That's wonderful. And one thing I forgot to mention, one of the things that really also, when we're talking about family and talking about mothers, one of the things with Blush and Brain, we actually started our first employees were all stay-at-home moms. And so we found a niche with stay-at-home moms, and we didn't need full-time workforce at that time. We just needed somebody, if first person was a part-time sales rep, next person was somebody who could help with operations. They were phenomenal. They are still with us Mm -hmm. at Blue Ocean Brain, and now they had children going off to college, both of them this year, and they are both freshmen. Um, So, you know, bringing back the family and bringing back, like, the culture and children bring you back. Um, and I think with part of Blue Ocean Brain, one of the big things has been that back to the women thing, too. Mm-hmm. We have that family culture just because of the mothers that we have also that work with us. And we did have to expand and we needed to really get more men because right. it was a little bit. We had way too many women. And right. We were on the opposite side. So does that still translate now this, this stay at home mom for some of your roles? Or are you finding that you had to change or are you really still trying to stay true in some way to bringing either those stay-at-home moms or moms who need a little bit more flexibility because of school and life? As we grow, we've had to morph a little bit more to full-time positions, but we do have some positions that are um, catered to the stay-at-home mother um, as they've come in. We do try to find some roles that might work. We've had also teachers transition. Um, We have had individuals who wanted to get out of teaching for one reason or another, and they have come to work with us. Um, but I think as we're growing, it is more of a bit of a full-time role because we're moving really quickly, but we always like to find, um, make sure that people are in the right positions. We don't want to hire somebody just because we, we have that position open. We might want to meet them because another position may open that doesn't fit them specifically today, but it might fit them tomorrow. Right. Well, you're adding to your family. Exactly. So you want to be really mindful because you want, you want to be happy, but you want them to be happy because happy employees are typically going to work hard and be successful, which everybody wins then. Exactly. Yep. Well, thank you for your time today. Gemma Brooks, COO of Blue Ocean Brain. Again, we cannot wait to um, see what y'all do next. Wonderful. Appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good day. You too.